Hello, Saubona, how's it, Molo, Jumbo, and welcome to the Everyday Nation Podcast. We hope this message will inspire you and draw you closer to Christ. Enjoy. One, two, one, two. There we go. All right. <laughs> and let's go have tea and coffee. <laughs> or can I just share something from the word before we go and do that? I know that uh, Benina and crew have actually prepared muffins and everything for everyone today as well after the service. So you, we can all go and enjoy that. Um, we, we've been doing a series on, on, the, on the gifts of the Spirit. And I'm, gonna, I'm just going to give us a little nugget to walk out with this morning um, on the gifts of the Spirit. We've been talking about the nine gifts of the Spirit. And uh, today... I'm just going to give you a a quick nugget on the power gifts. I'm going to talk very briefly about the power gifts of the Spirit. And we we call them the power gifts because they are the ones that are packed with dunamis. They do something incredible. Just a heads up, next week I want you to know that Dr. Raphael and Reshmi are going to be in town. Yeah, so they are uh, elders... From this church that we sent to Canada a couple years ago, they're coming back to Durban for a holiday, and I've asked Dr. Raff to preach for us next Sunday. So, listen, you don't want to miss that. He's an apologist. He's been studying, while he's working as an anaesthetist, he's also been studying apologetics with uh, like a, a university overseas, and he, he's an amazing teacher, preacher of the word, so he's going to come and bring a powerful word next Sunday. You don't want to miss it. And... And he's a comedian as well. <laughs> he just, he's got the worst jokes, though. I just warn you. <laughs> he's the epitome of dad jokes. <laughs> all right, so the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. We've been looking at all nine of them. Avi, uh, if you've got the categories up there, why don't you just put them up? And I want to talk... There's, so there's the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. And we've talked about the, the vocal gifts or the inspirational gifts. The, the bottom three, the gift of faith, the gifts of healings, and the working of miracles is what I just want to touch on quickly before we go out and uh, have some tea and coffee together. So firstly, let's just recap here for a moment. Why have we been talking about the gifts of the Spirit? What is the purpose of these gifts? The first one I want to leave you with here this morning is so that we can do what Jesus did. Remember I've been saying to you continually through this is that Jesus is not just there to wow us. He's there as the prototype of humanity. He's there to show us how we are meant to be. We are all meant to become more Christ-like, which is what? The fruit of the Spirit. So we should all be growing in love, peace, patience, kindness, not driving over pavements anymore. Andre, amen. we, we should be growing in character, which is the fruit of the Spirit. But he does, God doesn't only want us to, to be like Jesus. He wants us to do the things that Jesus did. Jesus himself said this in John 14. He said, He who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these will he do because I go to my Father. Isn't that incredible? Guys, these are the words of our Savior. These are the words of our Master. This is the words of our leaders. He says, the works that I do. And when he says works, that's the word he often uses for, for miracles, for healings, for deliverance. Those, when he, whenever he says the word works, when I'm doing the work of my Father, he's talking about the supernatural work, the supernatural power of God. The works that I do, he will do also. 
And so when we read the Gospels and we wow with Jesus and he's opening the eyes of the blind and he's raising up the dead and he's, and he's praying for sick people and they're getting healed and, and, and we're seeing him deliver people and we're seeing him give words of wisdom and words of knowledge and he's prophesying over people and declaring their future. Guess what? You're looking at a picture of yourself. You're looking at a mirror. That's what the word is. It's a mirror of who you are to be. And so often as Christians, we can get kind of like wrapped up in this little religious understanding of Christianity where I just need to be a good person. And you know, Christians, we, we're good people. We're nice people. We're smiley people. We say, hallelujah, brother people. We, you know, people cut us off on the road. We say, bless you, brother. We just, we're nice people. But we, but like, but like that's not it only. That's not all. That's not the full expression of the faith that Jesus came to give us. He came to give us power as well. He said in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Why? Because he wants us to do the works that he did as well. He even said this. He said, it's better that I go because I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit comes, it's like he's going to, basically what's going to happen is I'm going to melt to geographically. He was restricted to where he was. People like came from all over to find him. But when he said, he said, when I'm going to go to the cross and when I'm resurrected, I'm going to send you the gift of the Holy Spirit. He will come and fill you and you will be me in the world. You will be me in the world. And so it's better, the, the disposition, I mean, I often think there could be nothing better than having Jesus around. Amen. But Jesus said this, it's better that I go. I can't imagine that. Jesus, if I was one of the disciples, I'd be like, no, 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 no. Don't leave. Just stay right here. You're the guy with the power for the hour. No, it's better that I go. Because then I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. He's going to endue you with power. And you're going to do the things that I did. Isn't that awesome? So when we've been going through this, the gifts of the Spirit, one thing I'm just hoping that all of us are going to grasp in some way is that we're going to look at these gifts and get some sort of desire for them. That we're just going to get this desire and, and maybe even this courage just to step out and start seeing these in operation in our lives. So why, why the gifts? What's the purpose? To do what Jesus did. Not only that, it's to bless each other. That's why the gifts are there. If you look at 1 Corinthians 12 verse 7, it says, The manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one. Why? For the profit of all. So the gifts are there to bless each other. You know, I remember this one morning, I was just having this quiet time with God, and I was having a message to do. This was, and I was having this incredible moment, and I'm journaling it, and I'm just like, wow, God, God is speaking. And then you always get that thought sometimes, like, I'm <laughs> giving away my age. I get in this generation. I'm like, what? What is going on? That was, it was incredible. And, and what was that? That was a word of knowledge. That was like a prophecy that he got. And he just messaged it to me. And what did it do? It blessed me. It confirmed what God... There was no way he could have known that I was sitting with my Bible open in that moment, journaling, reading the life of Samuel. There's no way. But, but through the gift of a word of knowledge or the gift of wisdom or through prophecy that 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 gift was released in his life to to bless me and this is the type of church we want to build guys where we're ministering to each other pew to pew 
You know, we would love this to be a place where you walk through the door, you sit down, you make a friend, and somebody comes and gives you a word of knowledge or a prophetic word, or maybe you came in sick and, you know, one of the, the ushers or anyone on the tech team suddenly just says, hey, let me pray for you, boom, and you heal right there in that moment, that, that from pew to pew, we're just blessing each other with these gifts. That's why they're there. And I just think, like, what happened if he didn't send that message? What happens if you don't, when you're sitting here this morning and you're like, I really feel like God's saying something to this person. And, and you just go, ah. He goes, to, he goes to Athens and he ministers in Athens. And after Athens, on his, I don't know, I think it's his second missionary journey, he then goes to Corinth afterwards. And, and what we know is that Corinth, Corinth, the Corinthians, was quite a vibrant, spirit-filled church, okay? There was a whole lot of crazy stuff going on in that church as well, but it was quite a vibrant, large ministry church. In Athens, there's no real report of the church being significant. And it's interesting that when Paul goes and ministers in Athens, he goes and he ministers there. What he, what he notices is the city's given to idolatry. Most of the cities were. Corinth was the same. But in Athens, they invite him to come and speak in the Areopagus. The Areopagus. The Areopagus. That's what it's called. It's like this like, big kind of like, um, it was like, the, the, like, a, like an auditorium type of place, outdoor auditorium place where famous speakers would come and share new ideas and that sort of thing. So it was like, a, it was like the TED Talks, all right, of the day. <laughs> and... And they invited him to come and speak there. And they were a very philosophical culture, very stoic philosophers, all that sort of. Athens was like the center of all of that. And he goes to Mars Hill, to the Areopagus, and he gives this incredibly, um, how can I say it, philosophical argument for God. He gives this incredible picture and he talks to them about the God that they do not know. And he shares and he uses that as a starting point and he delivers this incredible address to this crowd and, and it's, and it's philosophical and it's wisdom and it's, and he weaves in the gospel and it's incredible and it says, and a few believed. A few believed. And then he goes to Corinth and he ministers in Corinth and something powerful happens in Corinth. And later when he writes Corinthians, the, the letter to the Corinthians, he says this interesting words. He says in chapter 2 of 1, he says, And my speech and preaching when I came to you in Corinth were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but they were in demonstration of the Holy Spirit and power that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power. It's very interesting. I wonder, I don't know. This is just my theory here. But I wonder if Paul went to Athens and realized you know what, this, this is not really it. This is not how we're going to do it. And then when he goes to Corinth, he's like, no, we're going to trust God for power. We're going to lay hands on the sick. We're going we're gonna to cast out devils. We're going to trust God for words of wisdom and knowledge. And they're two very different ministries. One with human wisdom and human eloquence and philosophy and a few believe. And the other one, he comes in the power of the Holy Spirit. And we see a tremendous, powerful ministry that is birthed over there. That's the power of the gifts, I think. That's what the power of the gifts has to do in our lives. All right. So these gifts of healings. Let me give you a, a quick definition on each of the power gifts. Firstly, the gifts of healing. You know, sometimes we just we're so worried about trying to win people with like a reason or an argument. But just pray for them, man. <laughs> just pray. Just 
trust God in a situation. You know, just put the put the pressure on God <laughs> and take it off yourself. You know, um, isn't that beautiful? We'd be we'd be wrong to look at that and then and then walk away going it's it's for Brazil, it's for Crusades, um, it's for you, it's for your life, it's for your family. That's that's what Jesus came for, is that we would be able to minister in our very own homes, and see the power of God like that. What is the gifts of healings? Well, firstly, I want you to know is that it's plural. It's the gifts of healings. It's the only one of the nine gifts that's plural. Why? Because there's lots of sicknesses. <laughs> and so this one is like, I, it's, it's amazing how some people just have a gift to heal cancer or they have a gift to heal legs or backs or eyes or something like that. There's, in this gift, there's so many gifts. And in, your, in you, like maybe you could just go, you know what, Lord, I really want to be able to heal people from I don't know, say it, skin disorders, sinusitis, whatever. You just have a desire in your heart that, you, that within these gifts of healings, there's, there's something for you there to minister to others. Um, the gift of faith. What is the gift of faith? <clears throat> so wait, the gift of healings is the power of God through the believer to restore the physical body to health and proper function. That's what the gifts of healings are. Power of God. Through who? Through me, the believer. Through you, to restore the physical body to health and proper function. What is the gift of faith then? Well, the gift of faith is the extraordinary confidence to know and act on God's will. That's what the gift of faith is. Extraordinary confidence to know the will of God and to act on the will of God. And typically... If the gift of faith is in operation, you'll see somebody doing some crazy bold things. All right. I mean, the gift of faith is like Smith Wigglesworth arriving home one day from work and the doctor says your wife died. And he runs upstairs, grabs her out of the bed, puts her against the wall and says, walk in the name of Jesus. And she comes back to life. She'd been dead for hours, you know. Um, just He just knew the will of God. And he knew what needed to be done. And it was the gift of faith that was just operating in that moment. And, and sometimes, you know, we, we, yeah, I don't want you to just think it's like just for that. You can operate on the gift of faith in your business. Like you can just know the will of God is actually we're just going to keep paying our, our employees through COVID. And we're not going to take a dip. And I just know that this is the will of God and it's a bold action and you do it. That is the gift of faith working through you in that moment. Or you're like, I just know God needs us to buy that house. <laughs> and we're like, we're going to go. We're just going to move out and we're going to move in. And we don't know how it's going to happen, but it's going to work. I'm talking about my wife here. Okay. <laughs> and now we own the house. Amen. <laughs> but there was a gift of faith. She just, this is it. This is my house. This is what's going to happen. I'm like, we're on the bond and we're going to with the money. And da, 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 da. She's like, I just know we're going. Okay, pack the bags, kids, let's go. You know, it's like, we don't know how it's going to happen. But it happened. Over a year, it happened. You know, it's the gift of faith that's in operation. Times when God's just spoken to me, like, 
provision-wise or, or when we're moving into this building or just various times where I just know the gift of faith is in operation in my life. And I'm just like, we're going, we're buying, we're selling, we're just doing this. I don't know how. People are, all, every, all these negative things are coming. I remember when we were planting the church on the university campus, like, man, it was just like a riot. Like, people didn't want us to come and there was just all this chaos and all our leaders were like just, I remember walking into a room and they were all just like heads in their hands and they'd been persecuted by the SRC and and I was just like, guys, stand up, pray. <laughs> Everybody stands up. We're praying, praying, praying. I'm like, we're starting the service tomorrow morning. End of story. Let's go. And they're like, <laughs> we're going to get put in jail, whatever. No, we're going. And we had a great first service <laughs> against all odds, you know. It's just the gift of faith, like in operation. So, so you expect God for this gift in your life. Man, when this gift operates, like incredible things can get done. I don't know about you, but when I read the Old Testament and I read about David's mighty man and Jonathan and all these guys and how they like killed, what, a thousand guys? One guy killed like, how much? Five thousand? Two thousand? Like they give specific numbers. I'm like, that's impossible. You know, we're a couple hundred in this room and I know like Daniel Bewartz is big, right? But I'm pretty sure all of us could take him down if we need to. Are you with me? Yeah! Oh! <laughs> you could fit into David's mighty men, I'm sure. But like, and one of them took up a, like a jawbone of a donkey and killed a thousand people. Like, how is that possible? I think that's just the gift of faith. One guy was standing in his field of lentils and he was like, all the Philistines were coming. He was like, no, I'm not surrendering my field of lentils. I don't know why anyone would ever fight for lentils. <laughs> But this guy, these lentils were important to him, okay, in that moment. And like a thousand something people come and he, like, he wipes them all out and he's like, he eats lentils for dinner that night, you know? It's, <laughs> what was that? That was the gift of faith. Opera is superhuman strength, superhuman ability. I mean, the, the, you know, Marvel's got nothing on some of these guys. Um, so then, Let's talk about the working of miracles. What is the, I'm going to leave you with this. We'll close. The working of miracles is the power of God through the believer. Again, say, it's the power of God through the believer. Look at somebody and say, it's the power of God through the believer. To cause something to happen that could not happen by any natural means. <laughs> well done. Okay. The power of God through the believer to cause something to happen... That could not happen through any natural means. So the Bible's full of miracles. Moses parting the Red Sea, Jesus feeding the 5,000, water into wine, hallelujah, walking on water, stopping a storm. That, that, those are all the miracles. These are, there's just no ways they could happen by any natural means. In our context, it would be driving your car without petrol, which has happened before. We've experienced that. <laughs> we just watched that thing go into empty and we just kept going for another 100 Ks, you know. Um, it's, it's a cupboard that when, every time you open it, there's, man, there's money in it. True story. Or there's cupboards, when you open them in the kitchen, they don't run out of food. Oil that doesn't run out. Spending all the money that you thought you had, but somehow there's still more left over. <laughs> Who wants that ability? <laughs> it's the ability to go invisible when you really need to. <laughs> I know some of you are thinking, no. 
the context of this invisible story that I'm talking about is Ziggy Oblender talking about smuggling Bibles into the USSR and how they just went invisible. And the guards could not see them when they were about to get killed. They just went invisible. Guards couldn't see them. I mean, we're talking about teleportation here. Philip baptizes the Ethiopian eunuch and then suddenly, boom, he's gone and he's in some other place. That still happens to this day, people. There are so many missionary reports of that. There's so many like testimonies of that still happening. Missionaries walking across rivers, thinking that the river's ankle deep, landing safely on the other side, only to find out that it's like it's a massive deep river. <laughs> it's uh, crops that are miraculously restored to life after after a storm has absolutely layered them. I'm talking about Angus Bakken here in KZN. Hailstorm came and flattened the crops, flattened them, ruined them. End of story, over. They prayed. And the next day, every (laughs) crop was standing on its feet, laden, ready for harvest. (laughs) Why not? Why not? It's planting in a time of famine and reaping a massive harvest. It's your business growing through COVID and you don't know how when everything else is falling. It's finding water when there is no water. This, I think you get the idea. No natural means possible, yet it happened. Miracles, what are miracles for? Miracles are for when things look too far gone. Miracles are there when there's no chance of recovery and where the situation is impossible. That's when we need a miracle. Miracles don't happen to those who deserve them. Miracles don't happen to those who fully get Jesus. And miracles don't happen to those who do everything right. Those are not the conditions for miracles. I think we should all be standing and cheering. (laughs) So often we think that we have to have it all right. We're following him completely, right? I mean, we'll see we're doing our best to work out our salvation with fear and trembling, right? Amen? But sometimes we can get into this trap of thinking we have to be done everything perfect or if we have to be fully deserving for a miracle to happen. That's not the Bible story. Miracles happen not because we get it all to right, not because we obey all the laws. In Galatians 3 and verse 5, it says, Now he who supplies spirits to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Miracles happen when we step out in faith. Not because we obey the law and do everything right before God. It's because we step out in faith and we trust him. Look at how he says it though. Now he who supplies the spirit and works miracles amongst you. Church, this is supposed to be a house of miracles. I don't know where you are and what situation you're going through right now. Maybe you need a miracle. Maybe you need a miracle. I want you to know you're in good company. He does miracles. He's done it before. He can do it again. And you don't have to be fully deserving. You don't have to have it all together. You don't have to have it all right. You just have to believe in the love and the mercy of God in Jesus Christ. Amen? Let's go and be a miracle working church. I want you to go into this week. All right, I'm charging you this morning. Go into this week 
with your ear very open to anyone who mentions anything wrong with their body, <laughs> anything wrong with somebody they know's body, their mom, their sister, whoever, or they're in a very difficult situation and they don't know how to solve it. I want your ears to be very open because it's for that reason Jesus said, it's better that I go because then I'm going to send the Holy Spirit on that person in every nation, Durban, and they're going to see a miracle. They're going to work a healing. They're going to step out in faith and the kingdom's going to advance. Can we do that this week? Do you have courage to go and do that? Come on, church. Let's stand to our feet. Thank you for your patience this morning. Mm. Come on up and twas. And twas just want to bless you guys. Thank you, Jesus. As we wrap. Hallelujah. Thank you, Fondisi, for the word. Um, Church, can we just close our eyes and open our hands to receive from the Lord? Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for this message this morning, mighty God. As we go, Lord, we just pray over the church. May your cups overflow in the name of Jesus. May goodness follow you all the days of your life. May his mercy follow you all the days of your life. May his unfailing love follow you all the days of your life. May you dwell forever in the house and in the presence of the Lord. And the church said, Amen. 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 As you go, church, first-time visitors, please remember we have some cookies for you. Thank you, church. Thank you. And also, lastly, if you need some prayer, we are here. Let's trust God for a miracle right now, right here. And the rest of you may go. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining Church Online today. We hope that you were inspired and challenged by today's message. We would like to encourage you to join one of our connect groups where you can make friends and discuss the word further. You can message us on 072-606-6747 to join a connect group or to send us any prayer needs you might have. To give your tithes and offering, please visit our website www.enderban.org to get our bank details and zapper code. Have a safe and blessed week.